0: The Spanish Announce Table.
1: Well, Tom, here we are yet another week. Uh, hopefully, the recordings work this time. Uh, you know, or a one of the recordings uh, works properly. Uh, it's episode two eighty eight. How are you feeling? Two hundred eighty eight episodes deep into the Spanish Announce Table.
0: Love it. I tell you what, this is the highlight of my week. Uh, to be completely transparent, there for a little bit, uh, it was a hassle. Uh, just because it was getting mundane and we didn't have an alternative to some of the lackluster storytelling from WWE. Uh, so now that we do have that alternative, plus it does feel like there are some bright spots in WWE, uh, doing the Spanish Downs table is always great. It's always great to talk to you, Tim. Uh, so, yeah, 288 I episodes in. I'm loving it. What about you?
1: Yeah. I agree. It's always great to talk to me. Um, I do it frequently.
0: Yes, indeed. Uh,
1: several times, uh, an hour even. Um,
0: well, I, just, oh, I thought I was oh. talking
1: to myself this whole time, but apparently there's listeners and you. Yeah.
0: Oh, I always talk to myself. I talk to several times each hour. Man, I'm like a dozen every second. I'm just like, well, yeah, Well, but yeah, there's yeah, a yeah.
1: difference between like talking to yourself and then like what you're doing, which is just you're like, you stupid son of a motherfucking fuck. Shit.
0: Yeah maybe <laughs> right. tomato tomato that's potato. not all you do that's not... yeah t- tomato potato whatever S- sometimes uh, you go you know what i'm not so bad yeah i love me some me hey uh what have you been up to anything crazy anything fun well uh you know we had um
1: uh I oh, guess it was father's day this weekend wasn't it mm-hmm. um yeah we did uh you know covid uh, father's day right uh you know so just hang out with the fam at the house uh my daughter went uh, on her own, completely ordered this stuff online, got it shipped, uh, did everything without her mother's you know, uh, help, and got me a gigantic, much as you got me a bottle of, of hand sanitizer for my birthday, they got me this like two liter bottle of hand sanitizer. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, for Father's Day, and then some Oreos and stuff like that, right? Some of the dad favorites. Um, we went on. Two consecutive three-and-a-half-mile hikes, uh, uh, back-to-back days uh, over that weekend at the Waiko Lake Trails out here. Brought some of the doggies. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just some stuff like that. Just staying active. Just trying to stay alive.
0: What about you? Well, uh, immediately, uh, what I've done recently, I should say, not immediately, recently what I've done is uh, today I got a COVID test, not because I have symptoms or not because of any, you know, um, uh, anything concerning. Right. Yeah. Nothing. You know of? Yeah. No one that I know is has COVID. No I have no symptoms, you. but I'm working a fight next weekend. Uh, not this coming weekend, but the following weekend. And that promotion is requiring all of us to get a COVID test. And so, uh, for us to all get them done in time, we're doing mm. a little early, but I typically don't do too much, although I do have a very busy busy weekend coming up, uh, starting tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I got the COVID test. Did it to myself in uh, my car. Did it through the drive through lane ah, of a yep, CVS. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was not pleasant. Got to stick it's that not. thing right in your fucking back of your head where my brain, I think, is supposed to be. Yeah, um, I think they
1: scratch the back of your skull. Is what they do.
0: Gosh, bless America. It was it was unpleasant, but. Um, Did that. Uh my father's day weekend consisted of uh not actually spending it with my father. Uh fun story about that, not really fun, but interesting. Uh my stepmom had surgery. She has this uh pack on her hip, this like mechanical pack that's like embedded into her hip. It got jolted a little bit and moved, so they had to reset that. So she had the surgery last weekend, so he was like, Don't come, like it's you know, She's recovering too much stuff going on. Cool. Right. So uh, my parents are divorced. So what I did is I hung out with my stepdad on Saturday. Uh, he had a bad experience, which was weird at Q39. So we end up getting him food there again. Loved it this time around. So that was good. Uh, watched some old baseball. We watched the 96 World Series game six, the Atlanta Braves versus the New York Yankees. Man, I missed 90s baseball. 90s baseball was so fucking Cool, man. I could tell you the whole infield of the Yankees. I could tell you half of the uh, starting lineup of the Atlanta Braves. Oh, man, it was so much fun. But did that, and then on Sunday uh, hung out with Emily's uh, father and mother uh, to celebrate his Father's Day. And then, yeah, just been working. And next week, and starting tomorrow morning, man, I'm putting myself out there like I am not – not uh, trying to be uh, um, cautious. COVID can't it catch like. you if you, yeah, if you can't catch it, right? Exactly. So I'm getting my oil changed. I'm doing a birthday party and a wedding tomorrow. Uh, Saturday, I am going to do something with my father for a delayed Father's Day. And then Sunday, um, I have to uh, help move some things around uh, for a neighbor. So it's just like, Ew. we're going to get it. We're going to get it. Ew. Oh, it's not hard. It's just that I have to be in his area. Like, it's very easy, manageable things. You know, it's like mm-hmm. a rake. You know what I'm saying? It's not like I have to really even do manual labor. It's just that I'm touching his, his shit. So I'm going to wear gloves and all that yeah. stuff. Uh, well, but, and I think you've yeah. got, a
1: solid, um, you got a solid theory there. Can't catch COVID if COVID can't catch me. So just mm-hmm. keep going, right? Just mm-hmm. don't look back mm-hmm. and just go. Yeah,
0: yeah. Hey, you know, just like... Our fearless leader said uh, there wouldn't be uh, COVID cases if we didn't test. So you know that's what I've always lived with. Right, fearless a woman, leader. Yeah, our, fearless
1: is the yeah. F word I usually use when I'm talking about him.
0: Of course. Hey, uh, women can't get pregnant if they don't take pregnancy tests. You right. know what I'm saying? Well, you so- know we
1: wouldn't have a, 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 a illegal immigration problem if we just didn't register anybody as illegal, right? If we just stopped checking to see who's illegal,
0: hey, the problem would my- go away. My car would not run out of gas if I didn't have a gas gauge. It's, right. you know, simple things like that. So, right,
1: this pain in my knee would just go away, right? If I just...
0: Yeah, if you just don't get it checked just, out, it'll just, just go away. Just keep yeah. playing ball,
1: right? Just yeah. keep...
0: <laughs> yeah. But well, hmm. but the other thing I did, and we'll kind of transition uh, into the news of the week, is uh, I definitely followed the, uh, the wrestling... Um, I hate to say trend because it, it's a very horrible situation, but there was a hashtag that uh, went viral with hashtag speaking out. That's correct. Right. that's, I believe what that's right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Speaking out. Uh, and essentially just to give you a high level view of what it is, uh, it was women being brave enough to share their stories of how, Just generally speaking, men in this industry have treated them like second-class citizens, garbage, uh, property. And men have also spoke up, too. There was Keith Lee who spoke up about an incident he had, uh, some other gentlemen as well, but it was predominantly uh, females in... um, the wrestling industry speaking up on uh, numerous wrestlers. It wasn't one in specific. It started with David Starr, and then just snowballed from there. There was some Matt Riddle, some Marty Skrull, uh, some Joey Ryan, all, you know, Sammy just to Guevara. name a couple. Sammy Guevara. Um. So first, I guess Dave Tim, Lugana. I'll ask you. Yeah, Dave Lagana. First, I I will ask you, Tim. Just generally speaking, what did you think of the news? I will refer to it as the news.
1: I mean, I'm not shocked, right? We've seen this in the movie and television industry hit. And then, you know, with the pro wrestling, I mean, how could it not be? Like, there's, you know, before women were even allowed, there was, you know, Hogan talked about being kind of sexually abused in his book, you know, which mm-hmm. I mean, some mm-hmm. women were allowed then. That's a little bit of a bad analogy. However... Uh, You know, yeah, you know, we can get into my, you know, deeper thoughts as we go along, you know, philosophically about what it all means, but not shocked in any way whatsoever. Kind of shocked there's not even bigger names being mentioned, if that makes any sense, right? I'm kind of, you know, I'm like, yeah, these are a lot of names, but this is not all of them.
0: Yeah. Well, to be specific with this movement currently going on, uh, I believe it started with British pro wrestling, it was the Mm -hmm. British British pro wrestling scene. And then obviously with independent wrestlers in the American scene going over there and wrestling, I think maybe that's how some of the, oh, and by the way, also this American. And then it encouraged American female pro wrestlers to also share their story. But I think it was because it was a British pro wrestling movement. You know, that's where the the inception, the genesis of this started. Uh, so maybe that's why we're not hearing as many big names as maybe you would think uh, as far as in WWEs specifically. Um, I thought it was interesting. Uh, you know, to me, there was a sliding scale. I, I think it was all bad. I do think it was all bad. Um, on one end though, you do have Sammy Guevara speaking out of his ass and let's just be completely transparent here. If you were to go back on, you know, Spanish announce table episodes, you can probably find oh, 10 to don't. a million, right? But you could probably find 10 to a million clips of me Put my foot in my mouth, very similar to Sammy Guevara. Now, to the best of my knowledge, I didn't say anything about rape. That doesn't mean I didn't, right? Like when you try to be shock value, and, and this maybe is how we'll get into the philosophical mm-hmm. uh, yeah. discussion, and we can get into the more serious things uh, in just a little bit, but more to the Sammy Guevara thing, it hit home with me because I know I've said stupid things like that in a microphone on this podcast, yeah. but it's it goes to the fact that You know, we're we're in the society where we all think we're funny, right? We all think we we're not, you know, Bill Burr or whoever that comedian is that you think is a funny. We've all got a line.
1: We've all got a snarky comeback.
0: Well, yeah, we all don't think we're that person, right? We all don't think we're Dave Chappelle, but we think we're close, right? I got some zingers, Tim. I can tell you some zingers. I would right. Right. Like if I yeah, I could do this. So we all think we're comedians. And then on top of that, in this world, especially in the podcast world, where there's sixteen hundred, you know, podcasts about any niche subject. So you're trying to stand out you're trying to stand out like a needle on a haystack, and then you try to push the limits to make headlines, to have a hot take, to be a gas bag, or just to say something that, you know, pops the room. And I think that's where Sammy Guevara came from. So for one, he was 22 and that's not necessarily excusing the behavior because you know, after high school, you should probably, and even while you're in high school, you should probably be learning how to talk to other people. But he was 22 and I do think he was saying it to, you know, get some reaction. But if you listen back to the clip, they instantly went into, Oh, so you're in the WWE center. Like it wasn't even addressed what he said because It was just such a stupid comment, and it wasn't, you know, said in a way that was like, "Oh, we should be watching out for Sammy." So I don't necessarily empathize with them, or I I do empathize with them, but I do agree where I wanted to applaud AEW is that is the correct thing to do. You know, if, if someone says something like that, especially as easily traceable as what that was, you know, recorded comment, the suspension. The salary going to an organization that will help move us forward, I thought that was amazing. So uh, I just wanted to say, at least on that specific point uh, or that situation, that really hit home with me. Um, and it made me you know, want to do better in this podcast, which I hope each week I am doing.
1: Uh, you know what? And that that does come a little bit with the males with age, right? It does take having, you know, loved ones that we see every day that are females and, you know, hearing the stories and, and making it personal, I think. Um, but yes, right? So with the Sammy Guevara situation, you're right. I mean, there may be any number of back episodes, especially when we started and we were, you know, full you know, to the walls with, you know, some fan interaction and stuff. I mean, we may have said some some pretty gross stuff. Now, again, I don't think we were advocating the rape of somebody. And again, I don't think Sammy Guevara was legit saying he people should rape people. And I think if you would have asked him right then and there in that moment, is rape a, a terrible, horrible thing, he would have said, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have said that word, right? Like, I think even then we understood the difference between like legit saying I'm going to rape somebody but and then that moment like you said he's trying to be he's trying to be over the top like just to say she was so beautiful I could barely control myself right um and it comes out as that right and that's this is this is a man's problem that we have here, right? Like if we, have oh, yeah. we talked about the Black Lives Matter movement before, that's a white person's problem, right? Like this here is a man's problem. We do have a culture problem, possibly worldwide, definitely in the United States. Um, of uh, we're raised this way, like it's it's a cool thing to be disconcerned about the woman's feelings or, you know, gather as many as you can. And and that's on us, right? I mean, that is on us to change. And so, like, it's not up to us to say Sammy Guevara should be forgiven or or we should let that one slide. I mean, that's obviously up to someone like Sasha Banks. Um, but to some regard, I think we all have to understand, um, hey, uh, we've got a culture problem. We've had a culture problem, so we do need to understand the complexities and the nuance and the subtleties of each individual case that comes out because we can go, okay, yes, we recognize now that we have a culture problem and we were working very hard to fix it. In 2012, we didn't recognize as much. Thereby, you have Sammy saying something stupid like this, right? So yeah. I, I, I don't want immediate cancel culture forevermore. I do like the, okay, you're on pause and then we'll figure out where we're going. Because like with a guy like Louis C.K., in the media entertainment industry, they went, hey, man, you're on pause, which, you know, they all eventually get to come back. And when he came back, he said, oh, I'm an even bigger asshole now. And everybody went, okay, well, never mind, right? Uh, You know, But so I think you you get a second chance uh, in our, you know, you get second, third chances a lot in our culture, which, you know, may or may not be deserved. But I think we all need to take note of this, men, you know, the males especially, that this has got to change, man. We've got to... We've got to please each other. We have to raise our children better. Um, you know, I've said it a hundred times. Like, it's human beings are human beings, right? Like, everybody should be considered the same in that regard. And uh, it's another thing where you, you can't have any sort of frame of reference on how horrible it really is if you haven't gone through some of it. And here's something men oh, yeah. can can connect with because there are men. I mean, we've had friends of the show. I don't want to name them out here, but they went public. Um, professional wrestler men that have said that they were sexually abused when they were young and that they understand the, the depression and the anxiety and the whatnot that comes with all that. I can't even imagine Tom, like I couldn't even imagine. Right. So, um, any, you know, any of the get her drunk, let's, you know what I mean? Like any of the, Oh, I'm going to get this chick. Any of the like, Oh, just make her do this. That any of that stuff that you've been accustomed to, has got to stop like full stop, and you've got to be understanding that you're going to make a few mistakes along the way with some stupid phrases but you should measure yourself, right? moving right. forward. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and and you know, that's where the small steps we can take uh in the pro wrestling culture and then also like you said to a bigger p- picture, the, just the 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 male culture is, you know, if someone says something silly or stupid like that, you know, check them on it. You know, one thing that I've told you is the way I've always done it to where I don't feel necessarily um, out of my element or confrontational is just say, why is that funny?
1: Yeah. You know, yeah. if it, it,
0: it, yeah. Play dumb until they have to explain to you like, oh, rape is funny. And then, you know, and I'm using this example. I'm not saying right. that. have that, But like,
1: well, they'll stop before they say that and they'll get it.
0: Then they'll get it, right. So, like, that's the, the easy little step. That's a way. Now, and some
1: people are better at going, like, hey, bro, maybe that's not a, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I, some I don't. Are better, you know you you know your friends. You know you. You know how you communicate. But there is something like that. Like, be a friend to your friend. Tell them, hey, man, this is going to bite you in the ass, man. This is, A, a bad way to treat people, so that can right. bite you in the ass just personally Damn. in your personal relationship, let alone uh Twitter's a thing, right? So,
0: mm-hmm Definitely. So yeah, and then uh, that was on one end of the spectrum, and then obviously you have allegations of rape, uh, drugging women, and well, sleeping this is with not them without like, consent. We focused
1: a lot on Sammy Guevara. Like there are some hard charges here that like people were fondled, raped, That's what I'm uh, That's what abused. I'm right, and that so- shit is hard stop. There is no. Right, that's what for I'm that. saying and I'm not saying so, like well let's all just chill because this was a culture no that definitely deserves punishment scorn shame etc
0: right that's what I'm saying so on one end of the spectrum is not necessarily a harmless word again because that is offensive but you have foot in the mouth stupid talk and then you have on the other end of the spectrum yeah like we were saying rape allegations um sexual assault things of that nature. Um, that's Matt yeah, Riddle that's,
1: You know now. Here's another interesting aspect of to this too. Riddle's charged, but then his lawyers come out and say, "No, we've been finding this woman who's been stalking them, him and his wife, fiance, whatever, for years now. So that's why it's always a little bit hard. You know what I mean? And people are a little trepidatious, but we've got to get over some of that, right? So there's got to be a patience, but yes, a sternness, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, look, uh, that this is this is where it. You know, in today's society, 2020, where, like I said earlier, everyone has a podcast or everyone has a platform. uh, Sometimes you just don't need an opinion, right? Like, in my my opinion, with the Matt Riddle situation, I'm going to let that one breathe, right? I don't need to make a a harsh judgment and say, Matt Riddle is a piece of shit. Fire him yesterday and fuck that guy forever. Yeah,
1: because the details are not clear.
0: Right. And then I'm also not going to say that... Dumbass bitch said all these false things yeah, maybe about she's Matt stalking Riddle for a reason, right? Maybe she's really got well, some or good maybe stuff she's not stalking, them, right? right? Like we we just don't know. We don't know the the things, right? We don't know the things. Now, typically, generally speaking, I I believe accusers, beca- or excuse me, the um, the the people who are bringing out these allegations, because why would you want to put yourself through that for you know a lie? That would seem like a lot of bullshit to go through just to get one over on someone. Uh, but yeah, in the, in the situation of a Matt riddle, you know, those kind of, um, allegations, I'm going to let that breathe because like I said, one, I'm not necessarily directed affected, right? I don't know either party. Uh, I've met both of them. They were both very pleasant to me. Um, but I'm not going to go in here and make some sweeping allegation. Cause I have no idea. I'm going to let that situation breathe for itself. Uh and that's what I think we need to do, right? You kind of alluded to cancel culture. You know, sometimes we need to be a little bit more measured in what we're doing here cuz it can be misguided or it could be I not love the term
1: uh, pause, right? Like let's pause, right? Like we're, we're going to take you down for a second, right? Like so just in case this is right, we don't need people seeing your face all over everything, but Exactly. Let's yeah. figure this out.
0: And so, and so that's where I'm just saying some of these uh, some of these allegations, you know, are so... I don't know if you saw the allegations on
1: Cornette and his wife. I mean, like, some of these are pretty serious.
0: Right. And, and, and what I'm saying is, like, some of them, though, like the Joey Ryan situation in particular, There's so many women that are saying the exact same thing that don't know each other that seems like, okay, you know what? Like I said, I typically do believe the accusers. Um, and, it, and this one, I'm going to... Yeah, I'm going to take that leap of faith and say yeah. yeah it, I think he's you, a piece you start of putting shit. that
1: together like okay, here's X amount of women who don't really know each other the stories are near identical. His whole gimmick is a sleaze ball, right? You're like ah. Well, that's shit. just it's a character. To, yeah. Know?
0: Yeah, the character thing I'm going to excuse because that again, I think we should be, you know, I've always said uh, in the story of Jesus, someone needs to play the devil. That doesn't mean that you're playing like you're the actual fucking devil. So I'm going to excuse the gimmick necessarily, but um albeit yeah. we say
1: the most successful ones are the real personality turned up to 11 so eh, you know yeah
0: i mean who knows right but i can all but who knows bring up, right who yeah.
1: knows you're right but i'm just, I mean, I'm just the saying thing is who knows and that's for that is for the professionals to figure out right the investigators the lawyers the detectives which is the, witches, and the promoters same thing but well yeah, that's the other thing
0: well, yeah, but that's the other thing. And also the promoters, right? Like the promoters can believe the allegations and say, Joey Ryan, you're not a part of this uh, promotion. David Starr, You're no longer a part of this promotion. David Lagana, you're out of here. You know, that, that is for them to do. That is for them to say. Um, but again, we don't have to be one thing that I've just got so exhausted with, with social media is we don't have to be the angry mob with pitchforks with every certain situation, right? Like it can just be like, Hey, you know, the people that are in charge, the powers that be air quotes, whatever you want to say, are, are have obviously identified that person, Joey, or Ryan, whoever that is that you're out of here. Like you're gone. We have enough of this. We don't want to deal with you. Your, your business is not wanted here and that's fine. And that's good, right? Like we're getting the bad apples as people like to say out of our industry. So it's a well, kind of reek like,
1: age where there are avenues for you to find whatever niche whatever, need, whatever, right? Like you have online folks of willing adult consensual participants, right? Like whatever your niche is, right? If you're, if you're into, you know what I mean? We don't even got to list it off, right? Like you don't need to force anyone uh, unless you're just that uh, putrid of a person that you turn everyone off on site and, and listening to you, Right. So well, you should never force a thing. it. Stop yeah. forcing folks.
0: Yeah, you should never force anyone to do anything. Coercing, the world. even that's fucking is, horrible. You know, yeah, it's horrible. Um, yeah, so that was the big news of uh, of the week. Was just dozens. We can upon be dozens better. of names. Uh, you know, like allegations, of course we can do better and we should do better. And it, and this is good because now at least we can stop being this boys club where essentially we've put up this sign that says no girls allowed, it feels like. And then we've only allowed the really pretty ones into the into the tent that is pro wrestling. Like now we should be more inclusive. Let everyone in. Fuck it. You know, more sunny kisses, more Stacy Keebler's, more Tori Wilson's, more uh, Trish Stratus's, more Sasha Banks, all for more dropping
1: pronoun that you just calling everyone they. Like, I don't give a shit what you are. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care. But now, that's different with sexual assault, right? Like, that's different. Because you don't have to be anything to be sexually assaulted. You can be anything and be sexually assaulted by anything. So, there's still an act of a malice from a person, right? Versus a sexuality. It's not It's not tied to any one sort of sexual preference. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah.
0: But what I'm saying is, with the pro wrestling culture the IWC all of that like hopefully uh, not only does this get the bad people out of the of the group it also is saying hey we're working on being better if you're interested in this know that this is a safe space like that I hope is another thing that comes from this is not just hey we got rid of all the assholes it's we got rid of all the assholes hey you fringe people that are aware of you know Wrestlemania but kind of think this is all just uh, a bunch of boys farting and you know throwing piss at each other it's more than that we can include you what's your come here yeah they would never do they would never throw piss on another wrestler
1: that would be dumb
0: Uh, well that's that's the thing they could even
1: go to other sports and say like look we know the the male machismo the alpha male mentality like we're changing that you know what i mean like we are not that so if you're you know, I mean, if you're having a hard time there, come to pro wrestling. We are the, like, this is a chance for them to turn around and say, no, no, we are the all-inclusive. We are the one, right? Like, we are the everyone is
0: welcome, you know? And, yeah, well, and it also uh, can help identify what the male machismo guy is, right? The male machismo guy, because we've always talked about this, like, we're tired of the fucking nerds in pro wrestling, right? The the ones that are playing D&D instead of, you know, drinking a beer and uh, trying to find a bar fight like you can still drink a beer and have a bar fight with someone but that doesn't mean like also sexually assault women right like get what i'm saying like we can also take this time to say hey you can still be an assertive male in well, this society
1: is where, yeah wrestling can really take the key here because they can as shitty as this sounds, use it in storylines to help further the right narratives, right? Right. That's the what I'm The saying, real yeah. machismo man can stop these problems, right? The right. hero can help. Or the hero can be the female that that sets the record straight.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, that was uh, that was the biggest story of the news or in the news this week. Uh, other thing that happened, and this one was not as big, uh, but I wanted to get your take on this. It was announced that WWE Backstage essentially is canceled. Now, they said they're going to stop weekly tapings, but then Renee Young came out uh, in in another story, uh, essentially said, my show got canceled and I got COVID. And where I wanted to start with, with, with the news is WWE Backstage, essentially, like I'm saying, is canceled. So what I want your opinion on, Tim, is... You know, the biggest thing from WWE backstage was the return, and I'm doing air quotes again for the ones with Enhanced Radios, of CM Punk, right? So, CM Punk was instantly rumored to be back in WWE, but man, he put his foot down and said, I am a Fox employee covering the WWE, that is what I am. Well, now... That Fox show was done. So do you think that was the first and last time we saw the return of CM Punk? Or
1: I don't think we see CM Punk in WWE as a WWE paid employee again because I think his beef is with McMahon and Triple H. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. You know what I mean? So I think we may see him in a one-off in AEW, but I also think like if it goes too long, he may never wrestle again. Right? He may be involved somehow. But no. I think he's done. You know.
0: I think he's done. I think I think he maybe saw this as the white knight riding in on the horse to save the industry and then when he came back people were like meh, and yeah. he goes, "Well, wait a minute. What?" And you know, essentially we said like, "It'd be great if you came into the ring, but your take on the Royal Rumble 2019 really isn't needed." So, well, if we're we only going to do be that, a bit of a fucking
1: you? blowhard asshole. So, we didn't really Well, and that's the other thing.
0: <laughs> I I think I think he thought maybe the 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 offers would be coming in at a higher dollar than they yes, were. Right. And he, I, in my opinion and as, as an outsider just looking from afar, it kind of seemed like he burned the bridge with AEW saying that he actually never got a real formal contract. He never had actual any any real talks with uh, anyone at AEW. Then on top of that, if If memory serves me correct, he's still not on the best terms with uh, Colt Cabana, who's a recent signee of AEW. So I don't know if AEW is the place where he goes. Like you said. By all accounts,
1: and I mean nearly all accounts, he's a difficult guy to work with and, and be around. So this is probably not anything but his own doing, if you had to ask me.
0: Yeah, and so like you said, uh, you know, Triple H and, and McMahon and him, that's cinnamon and oil. That's not gonna go together. And so then you think maybe New Japan, and for a while it kept on feeling like maybe Will Osprey and CM Punk. They've been flirting with each other with a match on Twitter off and on. Unfortunately for maybe the situation, maybe CM Punk, but Will Ospreay was another one of those speaking out um uh, wrestlers who was outed for um, alleged, you know, sexual misconduct. Uh, so maybe that's going to be put on the shelf for a while. Cause maybe will Osprey has to hit a pause as you like to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think as time goes on, especially with coronavirus, we're, we're never knowing when that first crowd can be in a, uh, uh, or near a wrestling ring and his age. I, I think CM Punk goes away. I think that was the, Hey, I'm here. Okay. No, I'm here. No, we see you. No, no, guys, I'm here. Hey, can we just cancel that show that that guy's on, and then that's the last I'm time we see him.
1: So happy that the crowd, as a whole, response to CM Punk was the response I'd always had to CM Punk was that right? Like, I'm here. Okay. Like, but I'm CM Punk. Yeah. I know, <laughs> right? Like, that's how I always felt about the guy. And backstage, if I'm being honest, I never watched a full episode. I never could get oh, through no. a full episode. I tried. It just, I don't know, man. I mean, I know oh, that's too. what we do here, and I'm asking all of you fine, great listeners to listen and <laughs> listen to all of our opinions. But I don't know, man. It just didn't have an honest feel. It just felt canned. It felt like every ESPN show that was regurgitated. I just didn't like it.
0: Yeah, well, a Tuesday night, I think at 10 o'clock our time, uh, central time zone, the one true time zone, uh, I'm not going to stay up for it, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to do other things or wind down for bed. Uh, And then on top of that, yeah, there was no news breaking. It was all things that I've already seen on Twitter the day before. Wrestling
1: happens so much that we don't need, like, like with, with football, like, I get, like, with ESPN... And, you know, you got, like, uh, uh what are some of the guys there, right? You've got your uh Stephen A. Smith, right? You're waiting a week for a football game, so you want to hear everybody's take because you just Jones and Wrestling, we get every other goddamn day now. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah, need and- CM Punk's fucking—who gives a shit what CM Punk thought about Roman Reigns getting dog food on him? Like, I really don't care. He's not going to sway my opinion on it, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, uh— yeah i think the show just never had a chance to succeed because like you said it felt canned it felt heavily produced by w w e so there was no real authenticity or character to the show uh it felt very desensitized and just void of any personality uh but I will say that one moment where cm Punk does make his surprise return that was pretty cool that was awesome right it so to was. me i've i again i i try my best and i i'm not gonna say i've never not separated the art from the artist uh but i try my best to just judge what i see on tv right if cm punk's a dickhead backstage as long as he's not you know raping women or you know physically abusing people like i don't give a shit i don't like the 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 weird wrestling fan and i've said this tangent before but the weird wrestling fan that hangs on dave Meltzer's uh every word about backstage news i don't give a fuck like i'm never if it comes out that dustin hoffman was a or not Dustin Hoffman, uh, Al Pacino. If it comes out that Al Pacino was a raging dickhead on the set of Scarface, I'm not going to watch Scarface and think like, well, that guy is a dickhead. I'm going to go like Scarface was a fucking awesome yeah, movie. You know like, what, but it is different,
1: though. So like with CM Punk, let me let me because I, I agree with you. Right. Like we know Terry Balea was by all accounts was. uh demanding right uh, uh, controlling um yeah a bit of a blowhard right like thought too much of himself but we still loved hulk hogan but there was right. something like even watching punk even when i was like yeah i kind of like this character for whatever reason it's shown through you're kind of like this guy's a bit of a fucking dick like for whatever reason it just felt real and it was real like it turns out over time that it was real so now now knowing that I don't have any desire, right? Like I can separate it in the midst of it, but now with that hindsight being 2020, like if CM Punk were to come back, it would take him doing something immensely coolest. fuck, right? Like, I mean, he would have to be something never before seen or just be something that like we're all chiming for someone to say, and I don't know that that exists right now. So I don't know. I, I wouldn't i wouldn't call for it and backstage being canceled like you're it feels so hard that or weird that we keep harping on punk about it you know because he was one of the main stages of the show but he wasn't the only one but it feels tied to him now so yeah i, I agree i yeah. won't miss it and what does Renee young do now i mean are they just gonna put her back on raw or is she done too because you know fuck moxley like what's the deal there
0: Well, so let's get into the next story. What is up with Renee Young and some other WWE personalities uh, or personnel, I should say, uh, is they tested positive for COVID. So it was revealed that Renee Young not only had her show canceled, as I mentioned, also tested positive for COVID. Uh, Backstage producer Adam Pierce on his birthday found out he tested positive for COVID. Uh, And so now it seems like there's an outbreak uh, at WWE facilities Um, now, uh, like you said, Renee Young is married to John Moxley. If you noticed on AEW this week, John Moxley wasn't there as he was previously advertised. It was released. uh, I saw that
1: they said that, yeah, because he had been in contact with somebody who got COVID and I didn't know until today that you told me Renee Young got it. Now it makes more sense.
0: Yeah. And so now, yeah, you put two and two together. Like, okay, so it's obviously an assumptive positive um, and so now that puts AEW's title match in jeopardy for next week or maybe the week after. I don't know the card here uh, off the top of my head, but where I wanted to get your take on uh, this piece of news is so there's an outbreak now of dozens. It's being reported of uh, personalities and in-ring talent that have tested positive for COVID nineteen. Well what I'm gonna make you book this what do you do in this situation if you're the powers Dude, that be Vincent? I don't know
1: because it's so hard because like with a sports team that especially in a sports league that hasn't doesn't have a active season going on like with k State everybody knows I'm a big k State uh, athletics fan k State football shut down all football operations this past week they were doing voluntary workouts uh upwards of twenty some students uh student athletes came down. With COVID. So they just shut it all down. Shut it completely down. So we'll see you back in two weeks. WWE can't necessarily do that. When they've got live TV to hit. So. Oh man. I don't even know where you go. You're going to have to go with folks. Who are 100% like yeah I'm cool. I'll sign a waiver. Right. Like I get it. And anybody else that's like no. I want to wait the full two weeks. Or whatever that we know. You know what I mean. Like you've got to be. The problem with that too is. Let's say, okay, so for whatever reason, WWE finds a way to say, all right, we're going to pause for two weeks. Well, we don't know that, like, the two weeks everybody was 100% quarantined, that we're not just resetting a week because they talked to the mailman, right? Like, it's, it's we just can't know. So I think you do that. I think you find some folks who really want to do it, and that really limits your booking, right? I, I literally can't tell you what I would book because I would have to be limited to, to the willing participants, right? And even at that I feel like the company should be saying you sure? You really want to do this? Like wh-? and then from there I mean you just have to tie the the knots together at that point. Like like all right, I guess we got uh, we got Becky Lynch and Velveteen Dream. I don't know what the fuck to do. Although Velveteen Dream's in the uh, wrapped up in the topic we right. covered earlier, uh, but you get what I mean. Like I, I, I can't even tell you. Like you can't say, "Oh, I'd book this wrestler and this wrestler," because one of them might have COVID. One might just say, "I'm going home because of COVID."
0: Mm-hmm. So you know what you do. What I know do you what do? you do. What I do you set do? this. This is one of the classic T Mac swerves on you, Tim. This was to ask you a question just so that I can give my take. Classic okay. T-Mac. No, so this is what you do. This is what I would do. One of the greatest podcast episodes I ever experienced in my life was, and I think I even told you about it, was early on in the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast uh, feed, uh, he did an episode where he did a watch-along where – He said, all right, three, two, one, and we're going to start the match. And it was him versus Bret Hart at WrestleMania 13. And he just talked you through like, oh, man, watch here. So, you know, he he feeds me into the guardrail. Oh, that hurt like a son of a bitch, right? So let's just take... Classic matches, right, of of existing talent, too. And I'm not saying every match has to be the WrestleMania main event from 5, 10 years ago. It could easily be, hey, we have Shawn Michaels and Shelton Benjamin. Remember that fucking awesome match on Monday Night Raw that they have? We're going to have them give their take on that match after this break. And it's just those two guys sitting socially distant apart, or maybe via zoom. Zoom is a little difficult because then people are talking over each other and then pausing really long. So hopefully they yeah, can just you have
1: do, to it. do it ahead of time and be able to edit it. Yeah.
0: Like it. a live feed, so, you know, you have the money to do it. And let's just say Shelton Benjamin is negative and so is Shawn Michaels. Maybe they can be in the same room. But what I'm saying is, you get some classic wrestlers to do some watch alongs or to do, ha- you know, have some just break kayfabe for a couple weeks and say, you want to know some crazy ass shit? So not only was Mark Jindrak going to be an Evolution, but we were going to have John Cena in the Nation of Domination or, you know, whatever it is, right? Like, just. Tell us some of the things that didn't happen. Get Paul Heyman's ass out there and have him, you know, do a spoken word We've of the relaunch of ECW. Whether not wrestling
1: can have an offseason and still survive. So, Fuck do you need to have a three week, four week pause where you do stuff like this?
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You got to think outside the box, and it doesn't have to be wrestling and storylines, and and it could just be like.
1: But you could do that. You could, while you're doing what you're talking about, be running all the vignettes, all the people's like promos in their house, like talking about how they're going to kick the shit out of somebody in four weeks when they're allowed to. And...
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you 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 can mix the reality with the storyline. That's perfect, right? So you do the. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn talks to you about their NXT match after the break. But before we go to break, uh, we're gonna hear from uh, Daniel Bryan, and Daniel Bryan's talking shit on AJ Styles because he still wants that Intercontinental Championship, and in three weeks he's gonna kick his ass, or you know whatever that timeline is. You can do that instead of just hey, here's NXT developmental talent, Leon Ruff getting thrown across the ring. I'm not even opposed to some content of.
1: Uh they did NASCAR this way where the NASCAR drivers just did NASCAR gaming. Like fuck it. Like get get the guys to wrestle themselves and show me some video game content. Like you can do something. If you needed a couple weeks to make sure everybody was healthy, I would appreciate that everybody's healthy.
0: Yeah, I would appreciate everyone's healthy and happy. Right. Uh, again, I don't want people performing because they feel like they have to or else they're going to get fired. And obviously there ain't any other wrestling shows going on right now. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Other than AEW. Uh, so you don't wanna necessarily want to lose your job in a time of uncertainty. Uh, so, yeah, I, video game thing. Again, I'm not a video game person, but you got Xavier Woods and all of those nerds. Have an up, up, down, down tournament for two seconds. I
1: mean, I'm not a video game guy. I don't play wrestling video games even. But if you if you told me, hey, tonight nobody can wrestle because we're all you know concerned about spreading COVID even worse. It's not even that like we're all afraid of catching COVID, and you know you can you can argue with me left and right about its lethality and, and whether or not you're really at risk. But what we do know is. We just want to stop the spread. We know it's here. We know it's spreading. Mm -hmm. We've got to stop. Cool. That's very noble. That's an amazing thing to do to say, hey, we're going to forego our product. So if you told me I'm going to get Seth Rollins and, and Braun Strowman to sit down and do a 2K match against each other while they talk shit, you're fine. That's better than nothing.
0: Oh, yeah, that up, up, down, down channel that Xavier Woods has has, I think, a million subscribers, so we know that people are going to want to watch it. Uh, So, yeah, just mix it up, right? This is where, again, we've talked shit on this since, I think, episode one, but we have old men in the room trying to see what young people want to watch, and that's fucking a bad formula. And right now we have Bruce Pritchard, who...
1: We don't understand watching people play video games left and right, but the goddamn Fortnite winner
0: won more than any fucking... Super Bowl yeah. winner. So, what do we know? Right, that's what I'm saying. Uh, you got it, and you got to swing for the fences. You have to swing for the fences because, like I said, right now you got Bruce Pritchard, who his fucking podcast. I get that he tells you the fun fucking stories, but his ideas are dog shit. I could have a fucking I could have my nephew drunk, and he could come up with better storylines than Bruce Pritchard. And then you got Vincent Man, who How can't old is keep your nine. I bet you. I bet you. Tom I can get, gets nine-year-olds drunk. What I'm saying is I bet you I could. I bet you I could get him drunk and say write me some wrestling storylines and it would be better than Bruce Prichard. What would Guarantee you get him drunk it? with, Tom? Probably Jack put it in Coca-Cola, right? Jack and Coke. I'm like, it's Coke and he was. Well, that's know pretty the strong. Difference.
1: That's pretty strong. You got to go vodka. It, it you know, hides the taste for a 9-year-old.
0: Uh so disclaimer, this is all jokes, because again, <laughs> yeah. as we mentioned at the start, we gotta be better.
1: <laughs> uh see see what we're talking about? See how easy it is to get down a rabbit hole that you know, like in normal conversation,
0: right. taken out of context,
1: and, that does sound I'm, like we're discussing giving alcohol to nine year olds.
0: Right. We Don't would never that.
1: give alcohol to nine year olds. We would right. wait till they're ten.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah. We're not our fathers. We would have some some decency. Uh, No, but what I'm getting at is Bruce Pritchard's ideas fucking suck. Uh, Vince McMahon can't hold on to an idea longer than an hour and a half. We need fucking new people in the room with new ideas. Think outside the box during a fucking pandemic that's once every 100 years. You assholes.
1: (laughs) Nah, fuck it. Show Ah, my We're going to do the
0: same thing. There's no difference between now Now, and five months ago. I did see a
1: a tweet or something, right? I don't want to discredit whoever put it out. This was not my own thought, but somebody said all those people who gave Roman shit for saying, hey, I'm backing out, uh, look pretty stupid right now, right? Like he saw Mm -hmm. what was inevitable. You have folks touching, licking each other. In the moment of, a, you know, spread of an infectious disease. Like, it was bound to happen in wrestling. Bound to happen.
0: Well, and he's a little bit more at risk than just the normal person. If he gets it with his underlying condition of leukemia, like, he doesn't have a fighting chance. He's fucked. And he has kids on the way in, in life. Like, he can't do that. So, yeah, fuck those people who talk shit on him for that reason. Uh, not because of his character. His character sucks. Um the other thing, speaking of characters who have uh, got a little stale, uh, the end of Undertaker's uh, Last Dance series.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, The Last Ride, yes.
0: Well, The Last Dance was the Michael Jordan thing, so that's why I was bringing that up. Um, but yeah, it was The Last Ride. Episode 5 aired. It was called Redemption. Uh, it was a little over an hour long. Tim, you watched it. Uh, First off, did you watch any other episodes, or did you just watch this one? I watched the full first one.
1: I watched about 10 minutes of the second one and said, this is boring as shit. And I think what we ran into was, you know, Mark Calloway has gone through great lengths to keep his mystique of The Undertaker alive, and that is very commendable because it worked, right? The Undertaker was dark, mysterious. We knew nothing. And that's probably a good thing now that I see Mark Calloway was a solid, you know what I mean, nice guy, but pretty fucking boring, right? Like, it really wasn't much to the guy, right? Like, now, as from, like, a mentor standpoint, a wrestler, what he means to the industry, beyond comparison and and more impactful than most. But, like, just outside of that, like, I'm going to sit down and have a beer. Like, he didn't got a whole lot to say, right? So I kind of tuned out. But you told me, hey, this last one's pretty damn good. You're right. You know, I know about the other ones, but, like, check this last one out. And I did. And it was amazing. I mean, it's, it's parallels to, like, life and his kind of philosophy on how you should treat loved ones, like, with his brother dying. And just, I mean, you know, it kind of wrapped up his whole philosophy on how he looked at things really well and just kind of his struggle, like, where he even said, I mean, maybe I'm not really done. Like, that's, that's real. That was so honest in that he wanted it to feel right. He wanted it to be big. And that just never really materialized. And so this felt, yeah, right. Like, yeah, this felt big enough. And now it's at a point, like, with the COVID thing, and they had to do the cinematic match with Styles in the Boneyard match. How could he top that? Next year, if they were allowed to wrestle in ring, he would have to put on a fucking barn burner. So he might as well call it here, right?
0: Quick question. Why do they call it a barn burner? What does that mean?
1: I I don't know either, but
0: you know what I mean? Like it would
1: have to be, so again, it would have to be with somebody like Styles who can do the match while he stands there and get us a a seven out of 10. And is that really going to be any better? And this worked perfectly, right? Like Mm -hmm. it, it, it amalgamated all of his characters and then he rode off into the sunset you gotta call it. And you said it here. I think it's good. There's always the five, seven years down the road, we do a May Young type spot or whatever, fine. I'm not going to say you didn't come out of retirement or whatever. You know, but like, yeah. I've this Look, it's time. It's been time. And we got a good bow on it here.
0: Yeah. So uh, I thought, oh, hold on. I've got to sneeze. So I apologize. <coughs>
1: This is your COVID
0: <laughs> moment. Kobe. Um, Kobe. That was, right. that was Well, that was the, the coolest part of the last episode is when he threw uh, his tape in the trash and he yelled, Kobe, like everyone yes. does. It made him more yeah. relatable. That's what I thought of. Uh, a couple things I thought of with the whole series. One, it could have just been the last episode. The other four weren't
1: It needed. probably was. It probably it was, was, and they were like, let's milk this. This is so good, which it was. That last episode stands alone as a solid documentary
0: well it was just the same note throughout it was the same thing and yeah you had some shit matches two of the worst all-time matches of all time in saudi arabia that he had with goldberg and dx um but it was all just it was the same note over and over and i was like hey let's wrap this shit up and then that fifth episode i think again could have just been its own standalone episode uh, or series or whatever you want to call it special event um So I thought that I thought the fifth one was really, really great. The other four were subpar C minuses in my book. Um, I did think it is interesting with the Undertaker character, though, uh, being the pro wrestling purist that he is. Right. Less is more brother. You go out on your shield. He kept referring to himself as a cowboy. And then like he would do sparring Yeah. You can tell he's delusional, but that's fine. It's cool. He had the wrong gimmick
1: for whatever it was. Like he went dark and mysterious, but he's not a dark and mysterious dude. He's he's a standard Texas boy. Love my guns, my gods, my Bibles, right? Like he's that guy. Well He would have been better as a blackjack.
0: Well, but now he wouldn't have been
1: better as a blackjack, but
0: back in the day he was not the grab your Bible and all that stuff. He was banned in four strip clubs in the state. Well sure, but you know what I
1: mean? Like he's he's that He's that down home, God bless America. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean, like that guy.
0: Well, right. But he, he did the character of Undertaker Awesome. But what I was going to oh, say did. is. Oh, he did. Oh,
1: nobody else could have done it better than I know of.
0: Right. But what I was going to say is um, with him being that type of, you go out on your shield, yada, 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 all that bullshit, he, he didn't lose his last match, he right? Didn't. You always put over the next guy and then go out. He's the only guy, at least that I can think of, that's like, nah, I'm going to win this shit. Like, Shawn Michaels yeah, went well, on his back. I, I, I Rick Flair he And, and he's
1: right. It, it fits the last ride, right? Like, all right, beat this dude, I'm out of here, right? Ride off, never do this again. But I, I, I do get the... I came away with the feeling of almost a little bit of sorrow, right? Because it felt like he was looking for that, like... oh. Like, this is the moment. Like, everybody goes, oh, my God. And it just wasn't there. I think it should have ended with the streak dying.
0: I think, well, yeah. I mean, perfect world scenario. Okay, yes, of course. Right? But what I'm saying is for him to be a wrestling purist, and if he was going into that match saying that this is my last match, then fucking bury him. Bury him and have him put his hand out of the grave, and that's the last we ever see of Undertaker. That's how you fucking The best
1: suggestion I ever heard was you, and this was from an old podcast that it used to, I don't even think it's a thing anymore, and I forget who said it, but their suggestion was you retire Kane and The Undertaker at the same time.
0: You you build them up into
1: a feud, and then they literally disappear in the middle of the fucking ring, right? Like As you're fighting, smoke comes up, and they're just gone, and we never see from
0: them again, but we can't do that now. Well, you know who that was that said that? Huh. Friend of the show, Rob Schamberger. Well, I'd heard this on a podcast before. No, that was though. Rob. That was Rob Schamberger's idea. He told it to us on one of our WrestleMania episodes.
1: Well, shit, maybe I'm wrong. But anyway, uh, yeah, it's so a I great know. idea. But
0: well, yeah, ah, but
1: I, so I, I, just I that's where I came across was I kept feeling like, damn it, he wants this big moment, and it's never going to mature. There's nothing that could now, right? Like, yeah, that's fine. what I mean. Like, it would take something. Industry changing for it to feel right to him. And that's well, not going to happen now.
0: Hey, hey, fuck him, right? Fuck him again. If he's going to be Mr. Wrestling, do things the right way. Shawn Michaels, I'm gonna wait for you and gorilla to make sure you do the job. The motherfucker, you go out on your back. You're not that fucking special. I get it. He's the greatest character of all time. I'm not saying he's just some schmo. I'm not. Don't get me wrong. When albeit though,
1: I wouldn't have done a Styles, I. You know what I mean. You, AJ Styles is made. So who would you have done if you were booking like you? We know this is it. We were going to build something similar to the Boneyard match, but mm-hmm. Taker's going to lose, go out on his back
0: AJ to the Styles. guy who is it? No, I, still I, Styles. I, oh yeah, yeah Styles was already like, made. Well, but who cares? They don't care about making new stars. That's not their philosophy. Their philosophy is how do we get the fucking people that we like over even more? And if you could have, obviously, COVID, they couldn't predict it at the time. But if you could have had the Bullet Club takes out uh, the Undertaker, and then then they go after the other people, man, that's a fucking feather in their cap for life. Now, obviously, the other two got fired, but that's a feather in AJ Styles' cap COVID. for life. Kobe COVID! <laughs> Right, but what I'm saying is he could always say that, right? Like, oh, you don't think babyface, right? Let's say he goes babyface. You don't think I can overcome the odds? I'm the guy that retired Undertaker. Boom, heel. He's being a bombastic piece of shit. Oh, you think you're so big I'll and bad? You too. Yeah, I'll retire you just like Undertaker. Like it's the Paul Heyman thing. He could do either way, and yeah. Undertaker you should have went out on your shield if you're the fucking gunslinger cowboy the tough guy bullshit like that's the only thing I was a little bit mad about is like again I love the boneyard match and I do think that that's the, only the perfect way fitting. is
1: if you would have had somebody already lined up to be the new dark goth character no
0: no you don't need that stuff no but there
1: isn't one and so you'd be forcing one
0: well you couldn't do Aleister Black or Bray Wyatt but yeah but none of them
1: have really established themselves as really that you know
0: Even John Cena went out on a shield somewhat. Right? If that was the last time we saw John Cena, what the fuck? He got mandible clawed and fucking disintegrated into happy, happy joy, joy world or whatever the fuck it's called with uh, the Firefly Funhouse. Like, fuck you. Fuck you, Undertaker. You little, oh, you got to do things the right way, unless it's my thing. And then I want my moment and I want me to be the main attraction. And I went, no, got to do another one because that one wasn't long enough. And no, got to do another one because that guy tried to kill me. And no, got to do another one.
1: I mean, like, and, and I get it. Like, I know, like, I, I, two feelings. It's like, all right, dude, this is it. Call it. Like, You're not gonna find that moment, but you also do feel that like, ah man, I wish he could find his moment.
0: No, not for me. Fuck him. Again, these are characters. These are characters. The character of Undertaker needs to be buried. (laughs) You're not
1: wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah,
0: but I do love the the boneyard match, and that was awesome way for him to go. But again, (laughs) if he's gonna be the fucking purist that he kept on saying he was every every episode, then you go out on your shield like Ric Flair. If you're you're not bigger than Ric Flair, Undertaker.
1: All right, well, then let's get into our final thing for tonight, huh? Unless you got anything else to add on the uh, last ride. We can get into a, uh, you know, we're not going to cover a whole lot of Raw, SmackDown, nothing big happened. We're just going to get into some picks on Dynamite. That's going to be the next, well, it's FighterFest Fest coming up.
0: Two yeah, weeks. so night night one, night one of two of Fighter Fest starts this Wednesday night, uh, and we're going to go through our picks of uh, the matches, and I guess I have a list right here. So do you want me to just read them off and then give a yeah. take? And then, all right, we'll just do a little call and response here. So night one of Fighter Fest, first match advertised. Uh, and this is according to last night's Dynamite. So if anything is added uh, post Dynamite, I haven't seen it. But uh, first match advertised for night one of Fighter Fest. It is Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus versus MJF and Wardlow. Tim, who do you got?
1: MJF and Wardlow.
0: Okay. And I think,
1: uh I think just because that MJF still not losing thing, right? You still lost. Okay. Right? I mean, think I mean, that's a way to get away with it typically. But I, I wish we knew the card order sometimes because that matters in a match like this. If this is first yeah, match I, of the card, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy win every time. But otherwise, I'm going to say MJF and Wardlow because it's easier to continue that hatred if the Heels win.
0: So I'm going to go Jurassic Express because I think Jurassic Express is bigger. They're going to show that they're better as a team than they are as individuals, right? So Wardlow beat uh, Luchasaurus, MJF beat uh, Jungle Boy, but I think they're going to show that when luchasaurus and jungle boy combine their talents together almost like a captain planet thing where they're putting all their hands in the uh, together then they can overcome all odds so i think jurassic express will win to be a relevant tag team in a very stacked division and then we can get a little bit more not necessarily like an instant friction uh, feud, but we can get some more character out of Wardlow and then some direction for MJF because it kind of feels like MJF is just floating around. So if he can have the, hey, Wardlow, you cost me my undefeated streak this year and then the, hey, I'm carrying you kind of thing and then they, we get a little Diesel uh, Shawn Michaels vibe. You Wardlow
1: know? looked like he just got done roiding up before he came out for that match in Dynamite, didn't
0: he? Mm-hmm.
1: Like he was like, he was yeah. juice. <laughs>
0: The the thing I worry about is, uh, Wardlow is Wardlow um, is he kind of checks all the same boxes as a Brian Cage except for I don't think he's as polished as Brian Cage and then you can't do the uh, I run around as a b- berserker kind of guy because that's Lance Hoyt or Lance uh, Archer excuse me and so I think he might get lost in the shuffle of the land of the giant heels. Yeah, so I think the way you is, go
1: with that is he's a pit bull that's being leashed by MJF. But then at that point, you've got to almost use MJF to get him over, right? That's what I'm saying. Which is so not that's the angle where, they're wanting to go right now.
0: Right, but I think that's where we might start heading is because MJF needs someone to, to get some story around around him. Ooh, and then Wardlow so needs some backstory. All
1: the I'm better than you and you know it, like finally gets to Wardlow and he's like, Psh, you ain't better than me.
0: Right, exactly. Batista Triple H, something like that. you know. Um, Shawn Michaels, Diesel, Sid Shawn Michaels. All- Shawn Michaels, Shawn Michaels, Shawn Michaels. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but uh, I think that's why I got Jurassic Park, or Jurassic Express, okay. excuse right, me. Right, yeah. Uh, all right, second match. We have Private Party with Matt Hardy. That's fun to say. Versus Santana and Ortiz of the Inner Circle. What do you think? Same
1: thing. I really wish I knew the order of the card, because I, I would say... Private Party with, you know, Hardy all day except for Sammy Guevara is now gone from the inner circle and they may need to look strong. I'm going to go Santana and Ortiz for that reason. They need a win.
0: I'm going to go Santana and Ortiz just because I think they need a win. Yeah, I know kind, Private yeah. Party really doesn't have too much, uh, too much going for them either, but I think if you can show that they're rock bottom and then Matt Hardy can rebuild them in his image – that's the story you can tell, but they have to have some losses, and this would yeah, be one of Yeah, there's no
1: timeline. That's right. Yeah, right. this would be Matt Hardy going like,
0: I remember back in, you know,
1: '02 2 when I fucking lost to whomever, right? Like, right, yeah, when we couldn't beat. Bullby yeah. Cannon. And I fucking-
0: <laughs> well, yeah, it could easily just be like, we couldn't get over the hump beating Edge and Christian, so it took a match with the Dudleys to get us the formula to then beat Edge and Christian the next time around. You know what I mean? Something like that. Uh, but Santana or Ortiz, they, they lose a little bit too much for me. Like they're a really, really good tag team, but they almost become like, uh, insert tag team to lose almost right now. Oh yeah. I agree with that. And so I think they need something to keep them as a relevant team, uh, in AEW. All right. Next we have the women's title match. We have Penelope Ford, uh, taking on her Oh God. I'm so fucking bad. Yeah. Hakaro uh, Sheeta, that's how you say it, because I barely speak English. Um, so Sheeta versus Ford for the women's AEW championship. Shida. You got Sheeta? Yeah. First off, let me say, Dynamite was fucking awesome for the women's division. I love that Sheeta walked in there, took three seconds to beat that girl up, and then goes and attacks uh Penelope Ford before the match she had some beef with her. Uh Britt Baker is still the best thing so in pro good. wrestling, right? She's so fucking the glass,
1: the hand in the notes, the drinks. Like, yeah, it was all so good. She's so yeah. good.
0: And then Big Swole is a is a very likable baby face. I like her in this role. So I like uh what she's doing as well. But anyhow, back to this match. Um I got so I think they're kind of high on Penelope Ford. I think she, you know, checks a lot of the boxes to be a good heel while Britt Baker is healing up. Now I still think they're going to continue the Britt Baker Rolls Royce role model, all of that stuff. Uh, but you need someone in the ring to also be a heel, and so with that, maybe, maybe it's a. You know what? I'm going to go. So you went Sheeta to retain. I'm going to go no contest. I think somehow Kip Sabian gets involved, uh, so Sheeta wins technically. Yeah, I just think
1: Sheeta just because like they just did it. You know, Ford, like you're saying, is hot, but, like, isn't really so hot that, like, we've got a strapper now.
0: Right. Yeah, but, okay, I'll go, uh, I will go Champion Retains as well. That's what I'll do. All right. But I think something's going to happen with Kip Sabian. I think Kip Sabian's going to take a big bump. That's what I'm getting at. Okay. All right. So, next up for the TNT Championship, we have Cody taking on Jake Hager. What say you, Tim?
1: Cody wins in a in a hard-fought battle. I think it's just still too soon. They're still banking on him doing these open challenges and pimping this title. It still feels too fresh, too new, especially with it not being fully completed yet. A Hager's a great guy to lose it to and gives him a purpose for something, right? And gives the inner circle something to do, right? With Especially with Sammy being absent. But, I just don't know if they're gonna go that route yet um yeah, God, it's tough because Hager is a you know he's a solid guy to go with for a title, but I'm gonna go with Cody.
0: I'm going Cody because I think Jake Hager is a turd in a punch bowl, he sucks. I do. I think he sucks. I don't think he's ever been good. I don't, I didn't like him when he was Jack Swagger. I don't like him as Jake Hager. He's, uh, uncharismatic. He's big. Who fucking cares? You can do ward load to fill the same fucking spot. Uh, I think he's the worst member of inner circle. Uh, I thought that press conference, he was absolute the drizzling shits. His wife oh, was like so, that? no, he, I get it. You show up late, but he looked like he was trying to m- remember a line and he didn't say the fucking line. And, and then his wife was so robotic with that water glass. It was just for, for Cody to make everything feel as, you know, main event as main event gets with everyone. Right. His matches with Sean Spear Spears, yeah, his matches with Cody's
1: promo during that thing was amazing. But yeah, Hager's part right. Was,
0: Hager you know, he didn't fucking, have to do much, but and he and he didn't like he had to do 10 percent and came with three like he fucking is not good. Um, And so I don't want him to have title. So I'm picking out a heart. Uh, fuck Jake Hager! I hope. Hey, let's talk I hope on that something.
1: That whole went. contract signing weigh-in segment, whatever that was, was awesome. And you know, I no. mean, you may have hated the Hager part, but like Cody's part was oh, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. like him showing up late and being like, "Oh, we can start now." Like the whole premise of it was written very well.
0: Yes, but again, it, it, it's it's very much like a moving scene in a, a romantic comedy, and then one of the actors says line. Like that's what it felt like to me. It was like, man, it was fucking there on one end, but you're in it, it. It would, it almost made me upset with how it was just ruined. He's just, he's just underwhelming, and I'm talking specifically of Jake Hager. For anyone who confused, he's just underwhelming, and I think that's an indictment on how bad he is. Because for Cody Rose or Cody to put over in such big moments with Sean Spears, Jungle Boy, um, Ricky uh, Starks. Ricky Starks, MJF, Chris Jericho. Now I'm talking about some main event guys there too. But like, he makes everything feel main event, and this didn't feel like that because of his partner in this storyline. And that's why I just, I don't have him go back to Bellator and beat up someone else from Kansas City. By the way, if you notice, his three opponents all from Kansas City. They all train here. They all suck. Um, uh. So yeah, just go back to Bellator. Oh, yeah, J.W. Kaiser, his his pro debut, I beat the fuck out of that guy. Easy. He sucks. So you could beat up Jake Hager? I No. No, I can't. <laughs> I love how you said that very clearly. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I could not. His wrestling is way too good. If it was a straight boxing match, I think I could make it to a decision and lose it, but no.
1: I, I love how you up. didn't even try to like give yourself a fighting chance. You were like, oh, No.
0: No, he would. <laughs> he was a national champion at Oklahoma. That's that's like top of the top. So yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah he's but he's a legit badass in
0: pro right, wrestling he's a, in the showmanship. Yeah, he's bad. Yeah, he is not good. I don't like him. Uh, I wish there'd be some kind of uh, inner circle turns on Jake Hager. They make him baby face, give him a three week run. That doesn't happen. So he's on dark for the rest of his career. Like that's what I want. Because get him out of here. I just don't like him. I really don't like him.
1: Next up up on impact Jake Hager.
0: (laughs) Right. And it's not like a young bucks heat where it's like, Oh, this is just, you know, irritation. And they're just doing things that just, I think are stupid. I just don't think he's good. That's what I'm saying. I think he's a better fighter than he is pro wrestler. So maybe that's where his focus should go. Okay. And the main event of night one of two of fighter fest on TNT We have the tag team champions, Omega and Page. Kenny Omega, Hangman Adam Page versus best friends for the AEW tag team championships. Tim, who do you got?
1: I feel like it's the best friends taking this, but I'm kind of getting the feeling that they're going to go Omega and Page for whatever reason. I just kind of got that like, oh, man. They're going to give us a little like a, oh, I didn't expect that. But I feel like all signs point to best friends. They just, you know, with the promos they've been doing lately and kind of the hype they've been getting. And now that they're kind of separating from the Orange Cassidy deal, it kind of feels like they may, it would help. Right. So I'm going to go best friends.
0: I hope it's best friends. Uh, They're my favorite tag team uh, currently uh, in, in pro wrestling, including WWE. Um I think they're awesome. I like the hug. I like their in-ring work. Uh I like their uh Twitter handles. Uh their their tweets are funny. Obviously all their promos where they're talking up Orange Cassidy uh makes me laugh. And it also gets him over as well. Um I think they're a true tag team. I still think it's kind of weird that, you know, Omega even said it in the promo. He's like, me and Hangman Page, we just decided to become a tag team. And then we became champs, just like that. Like, he's just talking about how, like, flippantly, like, oh, yeah, we're just going to take the titles. So they don't feel like a true team. Uh, I also want Hangman Adam Page to just go on this. Incredible, either heel or babyface run, where it's just separating himself from the pack. Because I just think he's a star. I also Man, think Kenny Omega. Hangman. Yeah, I also think Kenny Omega is a star, though too. I don't feel like the tag team championships suit him. I think he needs to be in those main event, you know, matches with Cody. Both of with these Jericho. guys are
1: bigger than the sum of their, you know,
0: yeah, of their, their team. Right. Yeah, and so. I, for that reason uh I'm going best friends and so uh I hope they win it, it makes it weird though because it's you know on night 2 and we'll get into this maybe uh next week uh but I think Orange Cassidy might win over Jericho which would be weird for then all three of them to win right you got tag champs and then you got Orange Cassidy I don't know it's a lot of up in the air but as of right now this recording I'm going best friends
1: best friends it is
0: all right, so let's recap here. So on I'll go uh, from the last match we just talked about to the first one to give our recap picks. So we both went uh, best friends for the tag team championships over Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page. We both went Cody to retain the TNT championship over Jake Hager. Uh, we both went, uh, say your name again for me. Hikaru Shida. Hikaru Shida to retain the AEW uh women's ta- or women's championship. Uh we both went Santana or uh over Private Party with Matt Hardy, and then we split on uh Jurassic Express versus MJ MJF and Wardlow. Is that the only one we split on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You went with MJF and Wardlow, I went with Jurassic Express. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how right or wrong we both are, huh? Yeah, so we got a lot riding on that first match. I like it.
1: (laughs) Well, this was fun. This was a good episode. Uh, Let's just remind the fellas again. It's time to change the way we are, right? Let's be nicer, folks. Uh, The ladies don't got to do anything we want them to do unless they want to do it, right?
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, And then uh, the only thing you got to do is keep listening to the show and watching wrestling.
0: Yeah, and share this episode with a friend. Let them know. Uh, they're out here doing fun things. Follow us on all the social medias. You know them by now if you're listening to this episode. Uh, and If uh, not,
1: at table show it, uh, on Twitter. Reach out and we'll give you the rest of them. We'll tell you the Facebook and the, and all that. It's just at table show on Twitter.
0: There you go. And then uh, we will recap our picks for night one and then do picks for night two. Uh, and then we'll be back uh, on that time. Right here next week.